to Waking Up With A Ten. We're three singles navigating today's dating culture in Australia. But actually, none of us are Australian. I'm Annie. I'm Elaine. And I'm Simon. So Annie, did you invite Elaine and me on this podcast because basically we're shit at dating? <laughs> no. What does Waking Up With A Ten mean? Every morning, I wake up with a ten in my bed. It's me. I'm the ten. And welcome back. <laughs> that was a very radio voice. I'm proud. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just really excited we're here today. <laughs> okay, so when we left last time, we had lots of potential dates. Simon was going on his speed dating. Simon was going on his speed dating, yeah. And I had two dates lined up. Two dates. Yeah. And yeah. Elaine was maybe being set up with someone. Yeah. So there was there was lots yeah. of I, I, I just signed up to Bumble then. You just signed up? At, yeah, she'd chosen Bumble and Hinge, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. On my recommendation. Wow, so funny funny uh, to talk about to yeah. find out how but much of those has gone. Since then I've deleted Bumble. Why? What? Just felt like it wasn't working. Did you give it a try? I did. Cause you, did you did you send the first message? Yeah, I did. Hang on, is this because you thought all the boys were being lazy? Well, that was your justification. There wasn't a. There wasn't. Let's go back to episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I I did start conversations and the bands was just not there. The bands. <laughs> and I don't expect big bands on apps, but you know, just try big what? a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> big, big that's oh, for later sorry um, <laughs> that's a late night version no. <laughs> already we're there how was your two dates yeah neither of them happened oh i can't even honestly remember oh i do i was like i can't even actually remember who the first one was the guy the emotional guy so he we went to go on, on the date on the friday and then on the saturday he canceled and then on saturday he asked me to go out on that night and I was like, obviously, oh. I have plans. Okay, it's Saturday. Were you busy? Yeah, I was. Oh. Um, I actually <laughs> pulled to Simon and had double plans. <gasps> uh, hang on a minute. Don't, don't pull me into this. It's nothing to do with me. Taking yeah. after you. Learning We're... learning from the best. <laughs> <laughs> the single one. Um, when I'm busy, I'm just busy washing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> or, or organizing the Tupperware drawer. <laughs> Which do we learn? not pick on my Tupperware drawer. I find it therapeutic. And hey, it's, it's perfectly... Organized. Wait, I actually think that you should put that on your Tinder profile. I think it's quite funny. No, I just nice no. I didn't think you talking about something. What else. she her little quote to me earlier. Sometimes I just spend my time organizing the Tupperware drawer. It's it's a lot easier when you need to grab something really quick and it's right there because it's organized. You don't have to spend time shuffling through the I mountains think, of plastics and lids. I think maybe I, you should um, put something on your Tinder profile that says, <laughs> do you want to come around and look at my Tupperware drawer? Because <laughs> that could be taken so many ways. <laughs> and just let them, let, no. let it, you know, leave it to their imagination. No, I'll have to think about it. I may as well just say my underwear drawer. Also very what organized. Also very. I think yeah, this has come up a couple times. Mm, very organized, Elaine. Mm, um, so anyway, yes, this guy he asked me to hang out on the Saturday. Obviously, I had plans Obviously. on the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I never heard from him again, which oh. was fine because oh sorry, I said no. I think I'm free on Friday, and he said Friday is good. And then I never heard from him again, and I never messaged him again. And oh. I said that though because I was feeling a bit like eh, about it by then. Well, I think you weren't really that bothered. Well, yeah, because we'd had all these like deep, like weird deep conversations. Yeah. And like I just felt I don't know. It's just something about it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so you just don't let that one pass. Yeah. Okay. The other guy was is um, works in banking, and I don't remember if I brought that up last time. I think I just said he had a really intense job. But he's investing. He something similar, but not banking. He's an yeah. investment banker. <laughs> Did I say he was a prostitute? <laughs> His weird hours. I don't know. Uh, like banker. I don't know. Banker. Banker. So he ended up having to cancel. Which I saw coming, and then he was—he asked if I had a, could reschedule, and I just said like, "I'm really sorry, but it doesn't really seem like you have time to be dating. Maybe like I, I honestly said to him, I said, "You seem like a really cool guy, and I would like to meet you, but it doesn't seem like you have time to be dating right now. So why don't you get in touch? If you want to get in touch with me when you get your new job, I'm open to that." Is he getting a new job? Yeah, he's getting a new job. 
So he's, I can't, he told me what it was. He's going back to school. That's commitment to dating. What? What? He's getting a new job so that he can date you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm oh. kind of a catch. Oh, well. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so who knows if he will. But anyway, I just thought. So that's still hanging in the balance. <clears throat> well, no, we're not speak like I'm not speaking to him anymore. So if so he no, if he not. happens to reach out when he gets his new job, then fine. If I'm okay. si- if I'm single, by then mm-hmm. you know how these things go. Mm, yeah. So so quick to yeah. change. It's like yeah. fresh then he's breath. Got no problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So that's my dating story, but oh. I do have two new dates. New one. Oh, well, out with the old, in with the new. So one's tomorrow and one is on Sunday. Exciting. Sorry, tomorrow's Wednesday. So who are the newbies? Wednesday, one's on Sunday. Um, just Hinge, guys. Both from Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, one is... A f- he, uh, <laughs> he does, like, special effects for movies. Like, graphic, kind of. Gra- yeah. Via, like, a VFX editor or something Ed. like that. Yeah. I feel like you would know what that was. Yeah. No. So no. <laughs> well, no. He was like a he was a like a director. So he was like an animator, film oh, sorta. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like graphics. Um, and then the other one is actually like still unclear. I think he works in like marketing sales, sort of for um, Virgin Velocity. But he he said he used to be a freelancer, so I don't think he used to be in that. I think I feel like he used to be like maybe in creative design or something. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. Where are they taking you? Don't know yet. So okay. Wednesday one will do be... Do you generally suggest somewhere or do you want it to be suggested? I usually suggest because I like food and I... I, I, I figure like food? Yeah. Well, unlike you, I like to eat food sometimes. <gasps> sometimes. <laughs> I love yeah. eating. But I, I figure... <laughs> I like it on a sliding scale from zero to ten. And it's like... Fifteen. Five. <laughs> um, because... You know, again, I know this is news, but I go on a lot of dates, and I know, I know, and um, so I figured I might as well, you know, like, might as well be mutually beneficial, and I may as well go to a place I've never been before, and at least get that out of it, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. So I tend to suggest the places, yes. (laughs) And are they generally new places you haven't been to before? Usually. It depends. Some of them are quite expensive, so I don't usually suggest that on a first date. But maybe Second. it's yeah. third, <laughs> fourth, something like that. Yeah. Um, depends on the person. Yeah. But yeah, I like to suggest stuff. But it's also, I also am interested to see what they suggest because if they suggest something like quite lame. Like Macca's. Like yeah. the Bear's Fern. Mm hmm. would suggest that. Mm. Only me. Only you. <laughs> uh. um, but anyway, so yeah, we'll see. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow, look, you're racking them up. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, my track record from last time doesn't really speak for itself, so we'll see. Oh, but in terms of, like, getting new ones racked up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> um, it's good. Yeah. You know, like, whether the ones you had before were successful or not, these ones weren't, but you've proceeded onwards and have got new ones lined up, mm. which is great. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. Just dating. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so, what happened on your speed dating adventure? So, speed dating. Mm. <laughs> so, we went along speed dating. And um, we had uh, a couple of drinks before. I went with a mate. We had a couple of drinks beforehand. Uh, we you know, loosen ourselves up a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and then we went along. And when we got there, it was... It was in a, in a bar in the city, and I uh, sometime, I had uh, figured that it would be the whole bar for some reason, even though I knew the bar that we were going to, and it's it's not a massive bar, but it's not a tiny bar either. You know, it probably holds a couple hundred people. Um, That's big. When, it, when it's packed. Oh. Yeah. As in, it shouldn't hold that many people. <laughs> um, and when we got there, it was just a small section of the bar that they had... Reserved for. That's which I was, awkward. Which I was like, yeah, super orcs. Everyone's going to be watching. Yeah. Moving yeah. Around the tables. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on over there? I would oh. love to. I would I, like pay to I be at that. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> um, so, but we got there, and then the lady who was working there was like, mm, yeah, I don't think it's going on here. The organizer hasn't told me anything. 
I wasn't very optimistic suddenly. Then we realised that the rest of the bar was not really engaged. It was just these few tables that were. So they just booked a few tables at the bar. The bar didn't even know they were the having a speed dating so event. We were like, we'll go after the drink of a bar. We're after the drink at a bar. Um, and then um, we went back to talk to the lady who didn't really know what she was talking about. And she told us that because of the extreme weather, which you may remember from that day, it had been cancelled. Mm. Wow. So I'm su- I'm su- that was it, cancelled, finished. Surprised that you, like, that they didn't tell you that before well, you got did. there. Oh, they, um, <laughs> you didn't check your in emails. Their, in their defence, yeah, they sent me an email, which they didn't check, and they had asked me for a mobile number, which I politely declined because I didn't want them texting me junk. And mm. Um, <laughs> mm. But it was fine. We, st- we had a couple of drinks and then we saw a couple of people that were like stragglers we went over and chatted to them oh, so you did dating. your own speed dating well I guess you could say that we did do our own speed dating a little bit like that you know um, we went over and there was one guy who was um, there by himself we went over and chatted to him and then Aww. there was another one who came and joined us because he was at another table and we weren't sure whether he was with us or not but eventually he was he came and talked to us um, and we, yeah, we tried for a little while, um, the four of us. I mean, it was fine. I think maybe the other two felt a little bit, um, in, not intimidated, but a little bit overwhelmed because my, you're mate, so my mate and I, <gasps> me now, because my mate and I knew each other. So oh. we already had that. And they had come by themselves. And, and we were trying to involve them in the conversation, but it's, it's you know, it's more, more yeah. difficult than with obviously someone that you already know so we chatted with them a little bit I mean my mate described them as the undateables bless them oh, um, oh no oh, which I thought was a little bit hot that's good oh, hey, if you're not careful that's going to be us soon so we are if we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I might be in the undateables oh no that's what we should have called this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh no I mean like looking at the string of our luck <laughs> yeah, if you really, if I really lay it out there, like, yeah, I fit in that. <laughs> so let's yeah. be nice to the undateables. Yeah, they might have been saying that about us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were not my words, they were my mate's words. But he was like, the undateables. I'm like, oh, bless them. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> but I agree. Um, yeah. But don't so say like that. We but. chatted them for an hour or so, then one of them left. They're the one who walked to the station with us, and we parked company. And right. we, we are able to go back. Uh, because it was cancelled. Oh right. Um, but because you paid it's, for it. It's a couple of months. Oh. oh. So that's gonna be long, suspenseful wait. Don't mm. hold your breath. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, please. No. But also, it was a little bit underwhelming given the that you've whole met the undateables. We've met the undateables. Yeah. yeah. And they well, one of them had been to one before. I was like, oh, you might come again. Uh, oh yeah. But the whole experience, like I said at the beginning, it wasn't a whole bar which would have been a bit over the top. But it was a section of the bar and everybody would have been watching. watching. And I think it would have been reasonably obvious to figure out what was going on Mm. in the way that if it would have been full, people would have been moving around the tables. The thing is that, like, it could be you do what you want to do if people are putting themselves out there and going on speed dates. They shouldn't worry about being judged. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of it's kind of shit because basically we would, if given it to any of us, we would want to be watching it because we would say, "Ooh, they're doing speed dating," and I wouldn't say, "Oh, look at these losers," but like, "Ooh, it's interesting. Let's see who's hitting it off and who's mm-hmm. not," because it's quite fun to watch. But also going oh. on speed dating itself, it's actually quite nerve wracking. I feel. Yeah, I, I did get I did get nervous beforehand. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about yeah. it until we were on our way there, and then so I got nervous. Basically, yeah. going there, you're meeting someone, you're presenting the best of yourself, and then you are also concerned about people in your surrounding that's not involved in that being like judging you. It's not mm-hmm. very fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah. it doesn't, yeah, lend itself to yeah a very fluid experience. No, and yeah. but there was a couple of things that it made me think about in that you know we were there in in this bar and everybody else was just there for a drink and having a, a nice evening, and we ended up chatting to the undateables, okay, um, for a couple of drinks. But um, now even though it was, we knew the situation that they were in, the same as us, we knew what they were there for. However, what was quite pleasant for me, and I know, uh, like we've spoken before about, you know, the um, some of the stigma attached to online 
and updating and so on in that this was just you know chatting in a bar as you could do any night of the weekend yeah and whilst it, it wouldn't obviously be as easy to do that because there was a captive market here albeit a very small market mm. two people but there was a very it was an identified market here which it wouldn't normally be in a regular bar setting however it was in a bar and you were just chatting having a normal conversation and that what it was what i found quite pleasant and mm. quite reasonably um despite the obvious elements that we just identified reasonably easy you know we could just struggle yeah. the conversation and it was in a n- nice informal setting and the yeah. bar was nice and you know there was no drama yeah um, but it was very different from when i've done speeding once before which was some years ago and that was more regimented which is what i expected this to be which was where you know someone sat at the table and um and then someone moved from table to table to table so you had like two groups you know and th- that that was more uh orchestrated and you know and then the end you could chat and mm. emails or numbers could be exchanged accordingly and so on and that's what i expected and I, i'm not sure that that's what would happen in this setting if it would be as formal as that and really if what you were paying for is you would get much out of it yeah because yeah. i think that the numbers are fewer and the uh, orchestration of it all is less and could you do it all maybe if you just actually went to a bar and just met some people which is going back yeah. to where we sort of started yeah. with all of this I, I don't know but it made but me think about it more keeping in mind though the event was cancelled and people probably have checked the emails on their phones yeah. or decided to not show up so yeah. this is not the true representation of the true crowd of it true yep Yeah. But I also think one thing is you guys had a common ground because you were there. No, completely. You knew that you were yeah. there for the same. Yeah, but I agree. Like I no, agree. I, I, I know. I'm completely aware of that. This yeah. was not a, an accurate reflection of just going to a bar. No. Yeah. But it just made me wonder a little bit more of something that we have we're so flippant to dismiss. Mm. Well, I think that the I think the big thing about approaching people in a bar is the fear of rejection. Where you yeah. know where you didn't have that with these people because you had the common ground. So and it's also, just that we, element. We had yeah. the we had the security in numbers. Yeah. Mm. We were two yeah. approaching them one and then yeah. the other undateable as one. So, <laughs> sorry, um, I feel like they could almost be like you know something off of the incredible. Yeah, that's like, that like they're like super secret superheroes. Superheroes. They're gonna like you know pull out and they're like. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have tiny muscles, person, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tiny muscles. But they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. It's not the kind of bar. Oh, well. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes so, yes, in a couple we, months. There will be further updates on speed dating. Mm. Yes. In a couple months. Or so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the suspense! suspense. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> I was gonna—I don't know—I was gonna say tension. Oh, the tension. <laughs> okay. Well, and, anyway. And Elaine, before we move on. Oh, sorry. Your, well, I was gonna ask about your dating experience, but I mean, before we go on to that, so the the, the I feel like this is a non. I feel story, like we keep talking. But about I feel it. like this is just like a regular weekly update of your uh, your and exes. Sorry, not exes. Sounds like he's one of your exes. I feel like we need to give him a name, like um, Terry. <laughs> oh, I like Terry. You know That's him. a good name. The friend. Yeah, oh. my friend. Oh, your I'm, friend. My friend that I'm sitting on a date with, Terry. I love. The, I love Terry. Why love Terry? Terry? Why not Terry? I spoke to him and he was very keen. And he was like, "Yes, uh, please exchange numbers for us or set us up on a date." So that is what uh, I'm going to do in a couple months. Well, it's not going to be this month, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Suspense. Month. Well, I mean, you're busy till about 2022, so I'm going to struggle to squeeze something in. Mm. See what I can do. Oh well, I'm glad we have such an engaged audience because they're just gonna they can't wait for all of these stories. <laughs> <laughs> They've been asking about more it. More suspense. So. That's it. Yeah. More next week. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, no. So what we really want to talk about this time is the book called Attached, The Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. Heller. So I was re- recommended to read this book by my therapist. So go figure. Wow. Um, she recommended this book. Yeah. 
Okay. She said that she had a client come in and say that this changed his life. So it's about attachment theory, which is the theory of how children and infants form attachment with their parents and how those um, tendencies, I guess, develop in their adult life and how they form adult relationships based on those, basically. So I have read this book, although it's been a while, and I probably read it in a nice bubble of the person I wanted it to be about. Um, Elaine has read half of it. Halfway through. And Simon has never seen this book in his life. That's right. So it should be interesting, this conversation. Uh, however, we did do the, there's a quiz in the book that um, identifies your attachment style. And we did all do that. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. we can talk about okay. what that is. Um, basically, there are, there are three main types of attachment style. Anxious, avoidant, and secure. So anxious people, um, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, but they're anxious. They're preoccupied. They're, they're always fearing that something is going to go wrong in their relationship, that their partner doesn't love them enough, that every time something goes wrong, they jump to the worst conclusions. Um, they need a lot of reassurance from their partners. Um, secure people tend to just be okay, generally be okay in relationships, not perfect. This is pointed out a couple times in the book. They're not perfect. Um, they're actually like sort of classified sometimes as like almost martyrs at the extent of their relationships. So they'll kind of almost care too much about their partner's emotions um, to like to their own detriment. Um, but generally, like, they don't need reassurance. They're like, okay, the relationship's going fine. Um, they don't really worry about things like cheating or whatever. And then avoidant people who avoid relationships, sort of, but not in the kind of classic way that you would imagine. So it would be like they'll tend to, like, get start to get into a relationship and seem really engaged yep. and, like, excited about it and all for it. And then they'll just take a step back. Yeah, and they they'll do... They'll find a way, find an excuse to yeah. say, this person's not good enough. I don't want to be in this relationship yeah. anymore. Or this person's suffocating me or something like yeah. that. So, um, yeah. So that's the basic rundown of it. Yeah. So I'm an anxious person. I am surprisingly <laughs> secure. I thought I was more avoidant. So you are mainly secure. Yeah. Which I am surprised about, but... Why are you surprised? I thought I was more avoidant because my dating style in the last few years has been pretty avoidant. But then upon reflection, I realized that when I was in a relationship, I'm quite secure. With, mm. I mean, with these, when you say you thought you were more avoidant, are these yeah. things, these attributes that you were, prior to having you know, done this test, aware of? No, to be able to I'm make not... That? I'm not aware of it. I have been you told... You just made that comment having yeah. read I've this. been told... No, so I've, I've been told that I have my wall up a lot where yeah. I try to find excuses and I just not... I find excuses to not be with people because I just don't think we're right for each other. But I, I don't think that your wall being up is particularly around your um, relationship status. I think that is you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's... That's a good point. I think that there's a difference between having a wall up or yeah. being like being really strong or um being really independent yeah, yeah kind of you know not easy to fall in love and avoidant avoidant is actually i think what surprised me the most about reading about it in this book is avoidant it's not about that it's mm. about once they're in the relationship how they act yeah so actually an avoidant person would come across at the beginning quite like if infatuated with somebody in the way that they're described, they would jump like straight in. It would be really fasting, and then all of a sudden they would have some excuse for why. And it's not um, generally because I'm too independent. It's like because this person will never stack up to my ex, or because that person's too needy, or something. It's always, it's something more like that. Yeah. So that's actually. But that would be, a, I think that would be a common belief of people who put their walls up. That, oh, well, I'm avoidant because mm. I put my walls up. Yeah. Anyway, Simon. And I was, I was A's. What's that? Anxious. Okay. Anxious. But again, so, so surprising, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
I'm not sure which of those I was expecting to be, but there were definitely more A's that came through um, than anything else. Hmm. I like to think that if I was in a relationship, I would be secure. <laughs> but I think that my my I I feel like my anxiety comes from my lack of being in a relationship for the mm. past few years. I also think that the, the well, what's identified as anxious in in this conversation, similar to what I just mentioned to you, Lane. I think that that for me applies generally to my day to day. Mm-hmm. demeanor for not just a, a this kind of relationship yeah. but any relationship yeah. you may have whether it be a, a friendship a, a companion a, yeah. a work colleague whatever it is um, and, and not that I would regularly describe myself as being anxious anxious mm. in those situations but when I was taking those boxes and the things that it was talking about like fearing the worst and um, feeling lower about yourself than perhaps you should and these kind of things I would say that again, similar to you, Lane, those things I would apply generally for me to day to day, like yeah. all those other relationships, as well as your um, partnership. romantic yeah. partnership relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But being anxious doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad thing or avoidant is a bad thing. The way that this book no. talks about is that you it's a guide for you to find someone that is compatible compatible to you so if you are more of an anxious type you would need to it'll be more it's, it'll be better if you find someone that's secure because then they could relieve your anxiety yeah. and reassure you so that you would be less anxious and this, the person that's secure can be there to reassure you to make sure that we're fine and we're great and I love you. Mm. Or, or is this book a little bit more aimed at trying to help you overcome whichever box you're in to make you a little bit more even? Secure. So if you're yeah. in the anxious box, for example, make you rather than, more than marry up with someone who can do that, help you to overcome the elements within the anxious box so that you're not so in that. that yeah. You're not, you're not so confined. So it's basically the whole. I think. That, I mean, is that what it's trying to do? What, what it's both. It's both. So, so it's the whole premise of the book is really it's about awareness, no understanding how you yeah. are in a relationship, uh-huh. so that you know how to deal with it, um, and like the uh, the biggest thing about it is really about communication. It's about being able to well. Which is absolutely the key to life. Yeah, exactly. Being able to say those things. But like an anxious person, right, they, well, you know, we talked about this in one of our first episodes. I said, I don't want to bring things up with people because they'll run away. That's what I think. That's honestly what I believe. That's like such an anxious trait, yeah. like to the max, like to a T. Yeah. That's like, if I bring up this relationship, he will run the other way. Yeah. And that, that's the, the worst possible scenario. Oh, he didn't reply to my message he never wants to speak to me again. Like, those are the kinds of things that go through my head. And it's just about being able to know that about yourself, to to regulate your own anxieties or, I mean, I'm speaking about it as an anxious person, like, whatever yours are, but also to be able to say it, you know, hey, I need reassurance. Hey, I might pull away from you. You know, this is how I am. I'm an avoidant person. I might pull away from you. So, like you need to know this about me so that we can have a conversation about it. We can understand how to be together. So, you know, an anxious person would say to their partner, you know, I get really anxious when I don't hear from you. I know, like, maybe it seems like a silly thing, but it just would make me feel better if I could get, like, one text from you a day. And then, you know, the partner, it's like, yeah, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Like, that's easy. Yeah. And then that's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of the stuff that's highlighted in this. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that's communication. Yeah. yeah. And then it's also a separation. So it's it kind of takes two approaches. So if you're single and identify yourself in one of these boxes, it's how to understand it, overcome it, and ultimately it would be great if everyone could be in a relationship with a secure person or become a secure person because yeah. that just makes things easier. <laughs> um, so are you saying that, that, that that's the solution? No, no. To either be or be with someone who is in. No, the other and then the other side of it is how to work on your, like how you how to work with what you ha- are and what your partner is to communicate to create a solid relationship. So, a lot of times, anxious and avoidant people end up together. Yeah. 
and that's kind of the drama and the roller coaster relationship and that's you know like we're drawn to drama and like you know people are that's why the kardashians are so fucking famous you know (laughs) that's what we like as humans Mm. um anxious and avoidance are drawn to each other and that's where the drama comes from yes so a lot of them are drawn to that because of the drama but ultimately the underlying thing this is what i found this super interesting the underlying thing about the anxious avoidant partnership is that the the other style um cements the the person's pre-existing beliefs about relationships So an anxious person who has an avoidant partner who doesn't show them that they love them, who who shies away from intimacy, reaffirms to the anxious person, I'm not worthy of love. Love doesn't exist. And then for the avoidant person who's with the anxious person, the avoidant person's pre-existing beliefs of love are, you know, other people are too needy. People ask for too much for me. I don't I can't give this. I can't I can't give you know this intimacy the anxious person because they feel the avoidant person pulling away they pull them closer and they're like see everyone's too needy i can't do this i can't be in a relationship so that's why the reason i I was just surprised in that not only have i come across this in relationship situation before but also in a non-relationship situation Mm. which is you know what i mentioned about just uh general Partnerships, friendships, yeah, in general. Friendships, exactly. Yeah. Where like, exactly, where exactly yeah. that has happened. Yeah. yeah. So these things are not. It's so, not only for relationships. Yeah. Only because for, for yeah. partnerships. Yeah. For relationships. From yeah. what Annie said before as well, because this is actually it. It all started with your attachment style to your parents. Yes. So pretty much, it's just your sort of attachment style to people that you care about, the people that you love. So this book is mainly about partners, yes. But you're right where it could be... But one, one's attachment to parents is not something that one can control. And no, but it's... So basically this is... Tiny. It's uncovering this thing that it does, that these are the things that develop before we're able... Before our brains are developed, before we're able to actually uh-huh. become a person. Uh-huh. And they are ingrained in us because of the way that our parents treat us as infants. Um, so it's about knowing that. Obviously, environmental factors play into this. It's not like if you had an avoidant mother, you're going to be an anxious person and nothing that happens to you in your life is going to change that. You know, and I, I, like, I, I probably was an anxious child and I've probably become more anxious based on my experiences. But then as well, like I could become more secure based on my future experiences. Yeah. You know, so the definitely environmental factors affect that. Yeah, so the way that the test is done, basically, well, how this all came about, I think it was, I don't know, I want to say it was like in the 70s or something. Do you remember reading the 50s? It's on the book, on the back of the book. book, book, Yeah, I only read half of it. I couldn't finish it, so... You couldn't finish it? I like, I'm trying, but basically when there was an introduction, of course, it talked about attachment styles and things like that, and then there was the quiz... And then it went into the part where there's the, the book split up into three different parts. So mm. if you're anxious, this is what you do. If you're avoidant, this is what you do. And this is when you're secure, what you're going to do. So, of course, I went straight into the, if you're anxious, what do you do? Because I just want to read the book. And I, I found it really hard to read through the anxious part because I couldn't really relate. And mm. I just, I, re- I read through it. I, I try to imagine it. And I'm just thinking... Well, they just need to find someone secure. Because <laughs> if only it was that easy. It, it's not yeah, that easy. One, yeah. one of the things in this, sorry to interrupt you, Lee, yeah. is that secure people, because they ha- they generally have more successful relationships, they don't enter the dating pool as often. Did you read this part? Oh, well, I'm in a dating pool. Yeah, well, the thing is <laughs> yeah, that you're not but, secure, remember? But sorry, you're avoiding on you. I'm secure, yeah, but basically, oh, like yeah. I chose to. I would say in in the last few years of me being single, I'm sure you're aware there were long period of time where I just choose to not date. Yes, because I don't want to date. I don't yes. Yeah, well, that could yeah. be definitely part of it as well. Yeah. But the yeah, they generally secure 
people are not in do not enter the dating pool as often. So the reason that people who are in the dating pool have these experience these like seemingly repetitive experiences a lot of times is because the dating pool is full of anxious and avoidant people. But, but it most may not be the case in that if the secure people are more likely to get relationships and stay in them, then that's why they're not in the pool. Yeah, yeah, not, exactly. Not, not for want of just having chosen. No, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a special case for Elaine yes. where nothing exists in reality. Um, you know, she's a, she's her own case for everything. She really is, yeah. <laughs> um, No, but that's the reason. So they're less likely to be in the dating yeah. pool. And generally when they enter the dating pool, and obviously everyone is different, generally they tend to get back into relationships faster than anxious or avoidant because because of their style not necessarily a good thing but okay yeah yeah and then again it depends on the person i think in this situation and i think like people display all of these traits at different points yeah i agree in their personal yeah experience before you started reading this book and this can generally apply to any of these kind of books were these things that you were aware of i think i'd heard of attachment theory before so actually i didn't but the elements behind it that, that you well, I knew I was an anxious back. person, like generally anxious. Mm, okay, but mm. I think that it. it but, I mean, you obviously find you. I mean, I'm getting that you resonate with a lot of what's in the book. Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here that I didn't didn't that I didn't know that but, kind of reassured me. And just on that, well, that's what I'm just querying because you know a lot of the time some of these books can put out a lot of information which can be taken one or the other. And maybe applies, and maybe doesn't. Um, maybe is realistic. Maybe it isn't. Mm. And sometimes we can just read something and be like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And we, we completely take it all in, and actually, it may not be a hundred percent applicable. Yeah, I, it's not black and white. I don't think. Yeah. And I think one of the things I so a lot of people who read this book, who I've heard talk about it, are say you read it and then you could spot a secure, anxious, avoidant person walking down the street. And whenever I hear people say that, I think find one. I think yeah. Oh, I think I just no. I think, yeah. oh, maybe I didn't read it right because I, I couldn't. Really? What do you mean? Like, you can you can spot a, like an anxious person walking down the street. Yeah. Well, well I mean. They look? Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, I that's an exaggeration. No, no. Oh, no. I would right. not. I would be like, oh, he's cute. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. Sorry. Sorry. No, but yeah. so, really, someone did say that. But, like, I. So when I was recommended this book originally, the person, the client that she was talking about said, now I can pick it up straight away within like the first, you know, hour of meeting someone. And I I feel like even now looking back on the people I've dated, like just looking at this, I'd be like, well, I guess they're all avoidant, but they're not. I don't think that's true. They are just in phases of their lives. Some of them, yeah. Some of them were avoidant. Yeah. And some of them, like, it is now when I look at this, I'm like, and yeah, it's you, black and, and white. Cannot, but you cannot fix every person inside into three no. boxes. No, exactly. And, no. And, and, and nor should we be encouraging the society to put all of us into more boxes. No, but I think that what... I think what stuff like this is good for is, like... I think you always take what you need from these things. Yeah. And, like, I could reread this book in two years and get a completely different So what do you think outcome. you need right now? Well, I think I needed, so another thing that they talk about, one of the first things that they talk about in this book is how um, everybody needs what's called a secure base. So this is... First base or second base? (laughs) Third base. Third. Oh, wow. (laughs) So this is what, this is what stems from this parent, parental thing. So a secure base makes sense. That would be your parent when you're a child. Mm -hmm. So that's the person that provides you everything, Mm -hmm. who you go to for anything. Mm -hmm. When you become an adult, this technically becomes your partner. And it's not like that for everyone. So Elaine and I talked about this quite a lot. So like Elaine has her friends and family who have kind of formed her secure base. But this is something that I never felt like I had ever in my whole life. And I didn't. And I was always like, I never had like one best friend. All my best friends always had other best friends. And I was one of their best friends. But I was never like the one person that they went to. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't understand what it was. And when I read that, literally it's like a sentence in this book where it talks about how everyone needs a secure base. And once you have that, so it talks about how 
now in dating culture, we talk about how we everyone needs to be independent and like I don't need no man and all this shit. And like you know, Excuse go, me, go, out, go out and do your thing and like you shouldn't rely on anyone. And they're like, that's kind of bullshit. Like that's not like this yeah. that this idea of a secure base is the thing that makes you feel secure yeah. enough that you can go out and take risks yeah. because that person yeah. is there to support you, exactly. to catch you if you fall. Yeah. And I could never figure out why. Everyone told me to go out and be independent, and I, I was like, I am doing that. But I was still like, I still felt like I was yeah. scared, like I didn't have yeah. this kind of support that I needed. So when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, that's it. And it was, I validated me, basically. It validated my need for this thing that everyone told me I didn't need. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So to your point, having a secure base, I can completely confirm I have that. I do. I'm very close to my family and I do have a best friend that I know that if I'm completely myself talking about the honest truth or if I'm just bawling my eyes out, he will be there and he will not judge me. And I know that he is 110% reliable when I need him. Um, Yeah. And I do... Mm. So basically, and also I grew up in a very secure family where, yes, there are family dramas and things like that. But my parents have always been there when I needed them, when I'm breaking down, when I'm in trouble. They're there. I know that when I was at home back in Malaysia, if anything goes wrong, I know they will get me out of it. And that's sort of the base that I have where now I can go out and say, I want to do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want because I know that my foundation is there and my parents are there. Mm. And I think that sort of gave me the confidence that I have today where I think even growing up in Malaysia, I have a very tight group of friends where we would do anything to protect each other. And till now, I've, I've lived in Sydney for... 10 years now in, in, in two months I'll be here for 10 years but when I go home to Malaysia they're there and they're yeah. always there and they make sure that my time at home is the best and we go back to our regular swing of things we chat we are honest and truthful with each other and like to, to your point Annie I know that there are people there I know that I could run back to if anything shit yeah. for me yeah and that's how I could sort of go out and do whatever I want right now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think that that was one of the, like, that was that was probably the biggest thing I took away from this yeah. book. It was like a validation of, like, you're not wrong to feel that way. And because that is such a common thing in dating. Oh, no, you don't need anyone else. You don't, you know, you can't yeah. be looking for someone else to make you feel okay to go out and do stuff. Just go out and do it. Like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. But I think to actually hear that it was scientific human, like, development to need that. I was like, yeah. it, and it was like val- validating for me. Oh, yeah. okay. Now I get, and even like, now I get it. That's the point. Now I get it. I understand. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I have to like go out and search that. And I, I'm not going to do anything and take any risks until I find it. But at least I know that that's normal. And then I think there was a lot of validation in like, yeah, the descriptions of the anxious personality and like always assuming the worst. You know, I just thought I was really needy or like maybe kind of crazy, <laughs> you know, and to yeah. actually that that's actually that people do that. And that, you know, you like the way to get around that is to to say it hey just so you know I'm anxious and I need this thing from you to be able to build friend that comes right back to where we began in terms of communication style Mm. and being able to be well being able to communicate effectively with anybody that you would and again this applies to any kind of relationship and any kind of partnership but that's exactly what we're wired for connectivity and communication is the way that we're able to develop and achieve that connectivity that we want yeah yeah and I think it just this really opened up a lot of truth around that everyone's different you know and I think we all know that everyone's different but you don't when you think about people and when you give people advice and when you look at other people's relationships you don't think you don't think about it that way so I think it, it just it was 
because I've been told a lot, you know, not to worry, don't, don't worry about stuff. Don't say that. Don't, you know, don't bring that up. Don't, don't you know, you should just like get over it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's who I am, you know, and, th- and it's not like that's who I am and I'm not going to change it. It's like, that's okay that that's who I am. Here's the ways to, to deal with it mm-hmm. or to try to overcome it or to tell the, your partner that that's how you are at least, you know? Yeah. You, should, That's you, what, yeah. you, you don't necessarily need to change things. Yeah. But you, if you're more aware of the things that make you up and you're able to communicate those effectively with whoever that you're with, yeah. then you're on to a, a better start. Yeah. So that's where I think, yeah. So you have found so, that to be effective in that. Yeah. 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 And I, like a little bit in trying to identify it in other people, but I did find that harder. Like, I don't think. I still look back at, like, my last couple of relationships and think I can't, like, you know, I guess for how it happened, I would think they're avoidant and they yeah. didn't want relationships, so they came across as avoidant. They're not actually yeah. avoidant people. Yeah. So yeah. I find that element of it a little yeah. bit more difficult. It's it's true because I do go through phases where I don't want a relationship mm. and I tend to be a bit more avoidant where I just find reasons to not be in a relationship that is not necessary because that's my personality. And then that's why I assumed that I was avoidant. Anyway, so Simon, you mentioned earlier that, you know, this is not, you feel like the, the three attachment theories doesn't only apply to relationships, it's also applied to friendships and yeah, other type of relationship in your life. So what were you thinking when, when you said that? Like, what kind of situations were you in? Um, well, the, 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 one, the one that I had particularly struck me I mean I know when we did the test before and I think there were things that you could apply to different kind of relationships but the one that struck me particularly was when Annie mentioned the uh, anxious and avoidance draw together Mm. in that one draws against the other and I it particularly struck me about um, uh, a a friendship of an old flatmate that I had had and um, even though we were very close friends, mm. we often used to fight, mm. um, and which surprised me because we'd never done that before we uh, lived together, um, and it, it surprised me because we were good friends, and that's that's completely against my nature, you know. I mean, I I generally um, avoidance of of conflict. I mean, if I go into it, I you know I'm Tory and I do go into it like the bull in the china shop but I will avoid it at all costs before before it gets to that yeah um but when you describe those uh d- the descriptions around the mm. avoidance and the anxious mm. it really resonated very clearly with the two of us me being the more anxious one and the other being the avoidance and how even though we were in a relationship, we were just in a, in a, a well, we had a friendship and then we had an addition to that was our living situation where we were living together in a two-bedroom apartment. And the way you described that in that one would avoid and one would be anxious and the relationship that that would result continuously yeah. with each other um, really resonated there because that's exactly what happened between us. Mm. And that's why we kept fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and there was no, you know, there was no, there was, there was no love or sex or relationship or, you know, any yeah. of this kind of stuff. None of that. This was a friendship. Yeah. yeah. You know? And yeah, and yet they were, those attributes really shone. Yeah. But that. I mean, that's still super relevant. Like, as Elaine said, like, it all starts with your parents anyway. You know, it's not meant to, that's just, I, like, that's just a, the one natural progression to romantic relationship yeah. but yeah it's all relationships yeah. yeah yeah it's it's all relationship style because i feel like i'm quite secure with the friendship that i form mm. i know that i don't have to spend a lot of my time with friends but i know that if they're there and they're, they're solid and i can rely on them they're gonna be there like you both have your life but I know that when I need you both there you're going to be there and I'm very sure of that and I never doubt that as well mm. so that's sort of like how I feel about our friendship mm. and, and that, that's a great way because that's a solid friendship yeah that's exactly what you should be able to be, able to be depend on somebody else yeah um, wh- whether it's a good day or a bad day you know 
want to go out and party or I want to come and cry whatever it is yeah exactly <laughs> or anything in between <laughs> yeah. yeah I want to stay all night and I yeah. just want to just sit there yeah. and just stare into blank space yeah that's it that's a friendship it's it's whatever yeah. it is anytime any, yeah. any day whatever the situation yeah what you said earlier Annie is that the person that thought this book was really useful they could identify within the first hour or the first moment when they meet walking someone walking down the street walking down the street that yeah. you know so what kind of personality yeah. they are so what what happens now do I just go to a date and then just give them a sheet of paper and ask them to fill in the blanks are you fill this out please yeah, yeah so like if you I'm score I'm talking to my hepatitis <laughs> Yeah, but basically then, yeah, depending on what you score, I might walk out or I might have a second drink with you. Wow. Yeah. No, I think... That, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was, if this is someone you've seen walking down the street, then that is particularly adventurous. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. I would be like, fill in this form. I'm doing a survey right now. If you fill in the right blanks, I'll buy you a drink. You win a drink. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Do you, what do you mean you can't use chopsticks? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this um, this knowledge helps us in our future dates and uh, I will try to finish the book yeah I feel like I need to read it again to, so. and, uh, to talk about it yeah <laughs> don't you want to read it as well I feel like you're probably getting a biased opinion from us I think I am yeah which is why I was trying to ask you a, a, a more general opinion on whether you felt this was was skewing you yeah I think well maybe but I think it did like I think that maybe the the thing is though. So all the people who recommended this book said it's to recognize it in other people. Whereas for me, it was like I needed to validate some things about myself, mm. so I knew how to deal with them. Yeah, I think that's a better approach to take. Yeah. So. Well, I do want to recognize someone that's secure. Well, I do. I do. Yeah. I think I definitely think there's validity in that, and also maybe recognizing someone who's avoidant, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. specifically for me and like just but you know as we said at the beginning like you're not those avoidant traits aren't going to come out straight away or like maybe you can pick up little things but you'd have to really be paying attention I don't think anyone who's in that infatuation stage is going to pick that up but to start to see it as it happens yeah to know it now because I, th- I feel like now if I had known this now a year if I knew a year ago what I know now that relationship that I was in a year ago probably would have gone a lot differently. Yeah, fair enough. But we'll see. But who knows? Because rose-colored glasses. Or rose-tinted glasses. Whatever. (laughs) It's the same thing. It's time. Let's take it out. All right. Take that out. (laughs) Until next time. Good night. See you next time. Good night.